previously, previously on the Game On Podcast. So, admittedly, my first memories of you are cricket uh, and that and that side of things. I, I always rated you really highly with cricket. It's pretty incredible your A-grade district debut. Who do you go out and face, the first bowler you faced? First bowler I faced was the great Kenneth George Cunningham. Um, I'd actually run him out the previous day, so he wasn't really happy with me. And <laughs> back then I batted number seven, came out number seven. And uh, KG was bowling his little wobblers. He's yep. quite a, actually, KG was quite fat back then. I know you're allowed to say yes. fat these days, but yes. he was. Yep. KG would admit it. Yep. Um, I, yeah, got a, I think I made a few runs, wasn't out, not out uh, at the end, and that was my debut. But And it's just ironic from that point. We've, we've become friends, you know, for yeah. 40 years and worked together for so long. So mm. that was the first, yeah, my first A-grade game against Sturt out at uh, Unley Oval. Do you, do you still give him a bit of grief on that? Or does he give you a bit of grief on that? Oh, I, I'm not <laughs> sure he remembers. He always makes out, he, you know, you ran me out, you so-and-so, yeah. but I'm not sure yeah, he'd remember I, me. But I agree but with I, you on that one, Wilts. Yes. I remembered him, though, Malcolm. And uh, <laughs> But he, he's so belligerent on the field. He was, um, yes. he was oh. really quite nasty and, um, you know, swear at the young kids and that. Now he's such a, I mean, he's a gentleman off the field. There's none yeah. better than KG, but... Is it, back in those days, too, we played against guys like Mick Clingley Sr., yeah. uh, Clacker Clark I played against um, as a 17-year-old, uh, Jack Nason. They're all these yep. guys. Back in those days, the older guys, Bob Blewett, they all stayed around, and, and it was a really strong competition. Even the yeah. Test cricketers played district cricket yep. back then. Yeah, so you played Ian and Greg Chapel and that, and it was. It was every side had a couple of older guys who were the teachers, and it was a strong comp. I, you know, I scored for Kenzie as a kid, so you know, I watched a lot back then. And, and yeah, it was. Um, you know, I think it's that Salisbury side with Bradbrook and uh, Corsby, Zaddo. Geez, oh, yeah. Uh, well, Trevor Pearson, almost Fang Pryor. Kenzie had almost had a state side. Sportscast SA presents Game On. Game On. South Australia's destination for everything sports. Local, national, and international sports. AFL football, soccer, basketball, golf, baseball, tennis, cricket, and any other sports played in this wide world. And we're going to have a blast doing it. So sit back, relax, and let's do this thing. Welcome, Welcome to the Game On. Welcome to Game On. My name's Pete, and I'm once again joined by Malcolm. And uh, David Wildey was fantastic last week, and we uh, made mention of it as our title for the show, uh, A Friendship That Lasts a Lifetime. Yeah, oh, very much so. And Wilds as always, was honest. You know, it wasn't only sport, it was person-wise as well. And the loss of Jenny and, and that where he was very open and honest, great. He was fantastic. It was fantastic to also hear about his cricket, not only his uh, footy yes. exploits, but his cricket. But, you know, been on the radio for, it seems like forever now, and, and calling 34 grand finals yes. at the SNFL level. He's just become part of uh, everyday culture here in SA. Yeah, he is a South Australian institution, Wilts. We hope he gets his opportunity to call some Victorian yeah. games as well, which is what he was aspiring to. So uh, Definitely. We'll, uh, we'll back him on that one for sure. Around the Grounds.
And to kick us off, we're going to have a little bit of a look at the soccer, a bit of a look at the NRL tonight as well, um, and also some local SNFL teams for 2023. But we're going to kick off with uh, the AFL footy. Round one is now completed. We're almost at round two, mate. Any surprises in the uh, first round? Probably Port, Port by the margin against Brisbane. Absolutely. Not so much winning, but winning, running away and just dominating where... That midfield of Horn Francis, Butters, Rosie. Got a glimpse, didn't we? Yeah. That we all thought, geez, they might be able to outrun any any side. Um, you know, what it's very ironic what I'd spoken when I'd ran into Razzle Dazzle Fantasia a few weeks ago, and it actually happened. So yeah. Uh, obviously kicking off on Thursday night with a draw between Richmond and Carlton. That was a bit of a surprise. It was a bit of a bizarre game. It was, too. wasn't it? Went it? back and forth the fifties, some cha- heaps of turnovers. It was yeah, it was a strange game. And then Collingwood and Geelong on the Friday night. It looked like Geelong were going okay, but Collingwood really came marching, didn't they? Yeah, I, we were just following that game. We were watching the Nord Men's trial, trial game. Yes, yep. Yeah, down at Theberton. Anyone who says it's hard getting a park at Nord, geez, give me Nord over Theberton any time. And that's uh, just following it and seeing the highlights since where, yeah, Collingwood were very impressive. They so. they certainly surprised me a little bit. My my surprise obviously was Port Adelaide as well. We we did a bit of a flashback to their best ever round one, and we thought it was going to be tough to replicate that. But geez, they went out and did it as well. Yeah. West Coast and North Melbourne. That was very interesting sitting and watching that on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, back North, and forth. North North Melbourne nearly nearly grabbed yeah. defeat from the jaws of victory after they missed the goal right at the end. And yeah. that, um, yeah, I, look, I think we. Probably can see a little bit of improvement with North Melbourne. I West Coast, uh, different story for mine. Um, yeah, so I think those two might prove, but they're probably going to be down Absolutely. the lower end of the ladder. Melbourne touched up the Western Bulldogs a little bit with interesting 50-point victory. It looked like they were in cruise control there for most of the game. Yeah, uh, the Gorn-Grundy punch. Has... Well, Pickett in the midfield um, was... You know, was dynamic. He's uh, decided he, with a bit of stupidity, to miss a, miss a couple of weeks. We'll come back to that later. We will indeed. Um, that hurts them, but yeah, they they did look very good, Melbourne. Sydney defeating the Gold Coast, no surprises there. Gee, Adelaide were off to a great start against GWS and looked to have the game in control, and then just stopped. Yeah, if you miss goals, you do keep the other team in mm. it. I admit, I I look, I didn't see the game. Yep. Uh, I was commentating the. Sample W, so um, only again seen highlights since. They looked pretty sharp early. Yeah, dis- yeah disappointing result, really, because I think that was probably their best chance for win early. Yep. Um, so, yeah, a very costly game. Look, I... And we're under GWS, too. Yes, I mean, yes. not only was it 35, 36, 37 degrees, you know, they were down a couple of players as, yeah, as well. And, rotations. And you shouldn't come back from there yep. in that weather with those rotations. Yeah, um, yeah pretty average by Adelaide, really. Probably the other few of the other games. I probably Essendon, think Essendon and Hawthorne. Yeah, probably Hawthorne a little bit disappointing. Yep. especially with Wright and Stringer out for. Yeah, you know, I probably think Fremantle are probably the most disappointing team. Agreed. for the round. You know, St Kilda with a truckload of injuries and got overrun uh, there. So yeah, they were probably the one for mine with the biggest disappointment. Absolutely. Totally agree. Certainly Frio was a disappointment for me. Port was certainly a big plus for me. I think Adelaide, um, the jury's still out a little bit. I thought that they showed glimpses of what they needed to do, but in this game there's no easy games and you need to play four quarters. And they Yeah, didn't quite for do mine that. they've still got some big weaknesses like 
Rob O'Brien in the rack's just an honest battler. Like, he still hasn't improved over that whole journey. He's he's not a good tap ruckman. He, he doesn't, for mine, understand the network, the network connection. I think Phil, Phil Thorpe's definitely yeah, been earmarked for that role. Time to, time to have a look at him for yeah. mine. All right, we'll move on to round two, mate. Carlton v Geelong, blockbuster game Thursday night. Yeah, I'd like to see. It's going to be interesting with a few players with fitness tests in that one and probably another toss of the coin job. Um, I'll still stick with Geelong, but Carlton in with a huge chance. We move to Friday, Brisbane v Melbourne. Now, Brisbane are going to come out, hopefully, breathing fire. Yeah, up there. You probably yeah. nearly have to still go for Brisbane. Great record up there, but, yeah, again, the Gorn-Grundy combination. And maybe Brisbane might miss McStay more than people yes. gave credit for. He vital, you know, probably pretty important structure-wise, and he might be a bigger loss than we realised. Yep, so you're going with Brisbane on that one? Yeah, probably, but yep, wait well, I'm going to go with Brisbane on that one as well. All right, uh, big blockbuster Saturday. We've got Collingwood v Port Adelaide at the MCG, the Battle of the Black and Whites. Yeah, purely and the, teal. Yeah, purely <laughs> the fact that it's at the G. I'll go Collingwood. Yeah, I think Collingwood is showing more and more glimpses that last year may not have been out of the box as much as we might think. Um, Port are going to go there with a bit of confidence, but I think Collingwood at the MCG are just going to get over the line on this one. Yeah, how's a big out? And Frampton's playing, and I'm not convinced uh, with Billy personally, so no, wait and see. No. Adelaide v Richmond here at the Adelaide Oval, yeah. 4.05 on Saturday. This is a big game now. It is, but I'll go Richmond. I'm going to go Adelaide. Yep. So uh, at home, they're in with a chance. Exactly but, right. Yeah. I, I just think that uh, they're just dying to get home, to be honest with you. What do we got here? Western Bulldogs v St Kilda, Saturday night. Yeah, Marvel I'll, Stadium. I'll go Western Bulldogs. I'll go the Bulldogs as well. Fremantle v North Melbourne, Optus Stadium. I'll go Fremantle. Frio at home. Yeah. I, I think you're right there, mate. Absolutely. Sorry, I had to double check that yeah, that was the right, right stadium then yeah, for a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, Frio as well for me at home. And then Sunday we've got Sydney v Hawthorne at the SCG. Sydney. Sydney as well. Well under Dylan Stevens last week. Played very, very well. Yes. Absolutely. Essendon v the Gold Coast at Marvel. Mm, I want to see the sides on that one. See the sides first. Uh, I'm going to go Essendon. Yeah. I think Probably they will. might just have a little bit of class and also buoyed by a big win last week, but also at Marvel Stadium too. So big for them. Mm-hmm. And West Coast v GWS. I'll go GWS. Uh, unusual this one here that we've got two games in... Uh, WA yeah, on the same weekend. It's because of last week with yep. no games with yet because of the Ed Sheeran concert, yes. which cost them the record ever crowd. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Uh, West Coast VG, GWS. I'm going to go West Coast. Yep. All right, that uh, we'll we'll put those tips up like yep. we did last week. We'll see how we go. Um, I've got to go through who won what for us last week, so we'll add our totals there. I think I'm you're just really ahead worried. by a couple. I think. Yeah, I'm not really worried. Uh, yep, there was a couple yep. of games I was sitting there scratching my head going, how did that happen? Yeah, I'm a bit I'm, – I changed my tip with Roy out for Essendon yeah. and Hawthorne cost me a bit. So yep. anyway. No, that's okay. All right, we move on, mate. Baseball. Yeah. Look, great result by Australia to, to lose, you know, against Cuba 4-3. Great stepping stone for Australian baseball. It will just be really interesting to see if baseball mm-hmm. can do better yes. than what 
soccer did after the World Cup. Yep. Soccer came back. We, it was almost, you know, they did so well in that World Cup, the promotion, and of which the AFL were ridiculously panicking, as mm-hmm. we remember, you know, the stupidity to release the draw at 6.30 in the morning yep. when they worried because of the publicity the soccer was getting was yes. crazy. Um I think it's an incremental thing with baseball. Yeah. Soccer's a little bit more of a world game, yeah, uh, and it is the world game. Um, obviously, a lot more followers as far as EPL goes. People still looked at as a regional sport so, to some degree. I think that it's a fantastic result for Australia as far as the national team. Um, and every Giants game that I went to this year, and I did go to a couple, yep. it just seemed like the crowd was getting bigger and bigger. And then you look at that final that was played here in Adelaide. Yep. I mean, that it, people up on the hill, yeah. you know, bringing the deck chairs and everything else, and that was with the, all the stands being full as well. So I think it can only be a positive thing, and I think it's an incremental improvement we're going to see. I don't see it's going to get a big kick, but I do see it getting a kick along that it probably needs to to put it up there with some of the sports. I mean, obviously, AFL, NRL, cricket, soccer are always going to be the the four major ones. Netball's probably one that's in there as well. It's going to be the major ones. Um, Is baseball going to be that next emerging sport? Netball's netball's always up there purely because of the participation rate. Huge numbers. Huge numbers. So, no, really good stepping stone for Australia, especially in growing the sport. And, I mean, I watch my baseball and and the spring training games are on at the moment. You get a little bit of a glimpse of what the season's going to look like. We talked earlier on about AFL, should we have pre-season and no pre-season. I really like the look of the the baseball, uh, the way they do their spring training. They they go off to different sites. They play their matches. And they come back. Um, so, yeah, very, very interesting. All right, mate, we move on to cricket. So we've got the one-day internationals, a bit of a wrap. Yeah, so it's one all currently, the decider being played as we speak, where Australia are three for 125 in the 25th over, so evenly poised there. We got away to a flyer with Travis head making 33 Mitch Marsh off 47. Steve Smith made a sporting globe. Mm-hmm. So it's Warner and Labuschagne in at the moment with uh, Alex Carey and Stonis to come. So hopefully they'll get a decent total to have a bowl at because so, it's it's fluctuated a bit with batting say, collapses in this I was series. Say, so. Game one, uh, we, we collapsed. Game two, they collapsed. Um, what what? What what happened? <laughs> and even in game one when we were cruising and then yeah. lost six for forty two, I think it was, to make hundred and eighty eight. At one stage they were five for five for ninety odd, so it was at five for eighty three, I reckon it might have mm-hmm. been. So it was game on. Yep. And then Judasia and that came came through. So yeah, oh, as we speak, David Warner is out. So four for hundred and twenty five in the twenty fifth over. So that's a pretty Pretty costly wicket there as we speak. Tracking okay, but yeah, wickets are yeah. uh, going to be important and Warner probably is one of the ones we don't want to see yeah. uh, back in the pavilion. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll we'll uh, we'll take a quick break. Once we get back from the break, mate, we'll have a little bit of a look at the soccer. Yep. You're listening to the Game On Podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. So the Adelaide United on fire, on a streak at the moment, mate. Absolutely, they're on a streak. Beating the Wellington Phoenix at 5-1. We talked about goal difference a couple of weeks ago, and, gee, they've turned that around massively. They're not conceding a lot of goals, but, geez, they're scoring, scoring. a lot of yeah. goals. Yeah, just incredible. So, you know, outright second now. 
Chasing down Melbourne City with four points behind and three points ahead of West Sydney with playing West Sydney Wanderers this Friday night. It's a huge game. That so. is going to be a massive game when it comes to shaping the, the, the top of the ladder. And obviously, uh, we want to be chasing down Melbourne City, which are only a couple behind. But our, um, our goal difference has gone from in the last couple of weeks to being plus two, I think it was, yes. to being plus ten. Yeah. Uh, 5-1 certainly helps that. A couple of four twos in there the last couple of weeks as well. And yeah, the uh, the game against Western Sydney Wanderers this week. You know, we've had three wins on the trot, a couple of draws in there as well. Yeah, best of luck to Adelaide yeah. United to keep the the streak going and hopefully taking out the uh, or going close to taking out the minor premiership. Yeah. Would be amazing. See how we go. We move on to SNFL. Um, a few more trial games played last weekend. Yeah, Woodville West Tyrants very impressive against Nord. Yeah, you know, I thought it was a case of Woodville West Tyrants playing really well, mm-hmm. not Nord being. Poor. Yes. Um, Sturt comfortably beat West Adelaide. West Adelaide are probably the side which looks like they're going to struggle the most. Yep. Glenelg and Adelaide played. Uh, Adelaide having a win there on memory. And yes. North beating Port Port Adelaide. North are looking pretty reasonable. Yep. Central's beating South Adelaide. South, yeah, which was a little bit That's of a surprise. But, yeah, look, Sample W, not only results-wise, so Norwood beat Woodville West Tyrons. Glenelg beating North Adelaide. Glenelg looking pretty impressive at the moment. Sturt beating West Adelaide. One other aspect out of it was at Richmond on the weekend, there were four knee reconstructions. Now, look, bad luck, yes, but I do. I the oval did look dry and hard. I'd like, you know, I, I admit I messaged a player today and was going to chat and bring this up. I think there's got to be a reading done and try and get an yep. oval and that. It looked almost like it was cut a bit low too, personally. That's mm-hmm. just a, you know, but that was a view from up above. I didn't, I wasn't yep. on the ground. Yep. It just worries me, that side of things. Like four in a day um, is huge. And there's also the stat, and the stats are saying it, of how many female, of Rico's, yep. that's of the female body with footy. And please, well, don't anyone out there think I am a women's football no, fan. So don't dare think I'm being negative absolutely. in that way. But it is but it is a stat, is a worry. Absolutely. And I think we've had this brought up at some level, whether it's AFLWS, NFLW yeah. level, is that the genetic makeup of yes. a female versus a male, and with females only really taking up the game in the last five to ten years – on a serious stage, stage yeah. yep. um, the, the game's got faster very, very quickly and they haven't had time to adapt their, their body to the rigours of, of potentially moving in different directions that they haven't been moving in. So you, you do need to take that into account. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm a massive uh, AFLW, SNFLW fan as well. But four in a day, that does seem excessive. Yeah, it was... Um, grounds, obviously, when they are playing a lot of these games as well, are, are coming out of hot, dry summers for most of most parts. Might, but and let's get it there. It yep. was, I got told four. I, I know of three. Yep. So it's either three. Okay, or three, three or four, so. but it's still yeah. probably yeah, three more than the, yeah. that needed to be. Yeah. Um, oh, look, there's a- the AFL have been using Richmond as a bit of a training ground as well. I wonder whether that may have they may have been asking for it to be hardened up a little bit. Maybe you, don't you know. Just don't know. Look, it just. Look, one of the girls just in her knee. She went to turn. It was a classic knee, Rico. You knew it straight away. Yep. Just went to turn. The body, the knee didn't. The leg didn't go. Now that happens yep. well and truly. You know, we see that. That that is the classic yep. knee, Rico. And I, I actually said it commentating. I said, unfortunately, I reckon I'm pretty sure that's a knee, Rico. Yeah. Um. So, 
It's yeah. not something that we want to see at any no, level, no. let alone it's just a, an emerging group of players that are starting to come into their own and start playing some really good footy. We so, do not want to see those injuries yeah. happen. So so. As I said, I'm not being negative. Nope. I'm just bringing up a point. Absolutely. All right, round five this weekend, we've got West Adelaide v. The Eagles. Yeah, I'll, I'll tip West Adelaide there. Yep. Uh, Norwood v. Sturt at Coopers. Yeah, it should be a very good game. Sturt got a couple back last week. Um, in Indy Rashid, who played her first game, mm-hmm. and that uh, because it's at home, I'll tip. I'll tip Norwood. It's certainly a toss of the coin. Well, all three of their games, or four of their yeah. games so far, have been toss of the coins, and yeah. been a bit unlucky to be on the wrong side of it a couple of times. Yeah, I think Norwood there as well. Bulldogs v Glenelg, out at Elizabeth. Yeah, look, since it's out there, and Glenelg losing two players. Uh, Shy Partington, um, Luke's sister, was one of the mm-hmm. players with a knee. Rico losing a couple there. I'll go centrals. But uh, Glenelg, were, Glenelg were very impressive on the weekend. Yep. So, one, one to watch out for. Yeah, um, yeah. Centrals at home yeah. going to be very, very tough. Toss and, coin. and centrals have been doing okay with the women's program out there. Yes. And to finish off Before the round, we've up. got uh, the Panthers v the Roosters out at Flinders University Stadium. Down there, again, um, toss North were a little bit disappointing last week. Um, while Glenelg were good, North's ball movement wasn't as clean. Um, even though Jess Edwards was her usual efficient self, um, they were, I'll, I'll go south in that one. Yeah, we've got um, first v second and third v fourth yeah. actually this week. So, yeah, I think South Adelaide as well at home we will get the Chockeys. And then it's out out for the uh, bottom four teams to try and pinch a win to sneak into yep. the top four. So yep. very interesting for the SNFLW. All right, moving on to the club review. We'll have a look at Glenelg and North Adelaide tonight, mate. Yeah, Glenelg obviously a change of coach. Yeah, that, that was interesting. Yes, yes. Let's yes. talk about that briefly. Yes. We got wind of that, you know, basically right on the, the time that the club announced it. Uh, we left scratching our head a little bit saying, yeah. hang on, how... How and why and what and and but it, it's come to fruition. They've got a new coach now. Do we see much of a change with the new coaching structure? Oh, look, whether it will be a little bit more attacking was the the claim by Glenelg, but yeah, wait and see. Look, I, North Adelaide probably you know look look good getting Sam Mays back from Port. Damon White is an interesting plus at you know age of thirty four. It's an interesting call for that he's. Yeah, you know, gone and played for Broadview a couple of years, and now going back out to yep. there. To, but I think that'll help them not only depth, but probably leadership and keeping keeping switched on. I think Damon will be good in that regard. Absolutely, yes. I think change of coach for Glenelg. There won't be too much that'll change, but there is that uplift, obviously, that'll come from from a new coach coming into their program, but also an assistant coach for the state team as well. Yeah, yeah. So good luck. And North Adelaide, well, we know North Adelaide from last year, from their runners-up to, to Norwood, seem to be getting better and better. They're almost like a fine fine wine. They look like they've got some pretty handy ins and, and are going to be around the mark again. Yeah, no, they will, and you'd think they'll be hell-bent because they probably were the best side last year, but um, you know, Norwood managed to grab the, the win at the last minute, yep. as we know. Salute to the King. So, yeah, North, North for mine are going to be right up there. Yeah, I think North Adelaide are going to be there. Jacob Surgeon's got them humming along at the moment, and yeah, they're going to be thirsty for uh, some more victories this year. Yep, congratulations too. We did mention King there at uh, yes, the birth of the first pan- 
first Panos and a big boy too. So we reckon father son. Yeah, we reckon we might play him round one. Yeah. <laughs> Not through the reserves. No, no, straight, straight in. in. Okay, straight in. good call, mate. Yeah. All right, mate. We move on to rugby. The Dolphins, yeah. new new franchise. And Gee, have they started like ours on fire? Incredible. Yeah, I think we all thought they'll struggle. Be down near the yep. near the bottom end, but Wayne Bennett, etc. The you know the maestro and Kapow. Uh, winning three out of their first four or oh, two yeah. out of their first three. I can't. I'm, yeah, I think, yeah. I'm just looking at the, the trying to look at the stats now. But gee, that's an impressive from a team that's been built from nothing to start off with such a fantastic first couple of games with players that have just got on with the job. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. So no, incredible. Sitting. What are they sitting second on the ladder at the moment? Yeah. Three wins from three games, so yeah. three, three from three. Yeah, I, I thought it was, but I was hundred percent sure. I was two from home. Being careful, two at yeah, two at home, one away. So you know, that's a that's a pretty good. Yeah. Uh, can't do much more than that. Cannot do much more than that. And the Panthers, who uh, have been perennial in the last few years, sitting with two, no, one win, one loss, and a and a buy. So very interesting that the NRL is also trying to get to an eighteen team competition. Do we read into that, that that they're trying to follow a little bit along the AFL? And, and this also brings me into my point in the NRL, that could we see an Adelaide Rams start back up again? It's a possibility. It does look a bit of you know, that side of things. It, yeah, it's a maybe. I, I can't see that if it didn't work last time, why why would it work this time? I, yeah, so I'm just not sure on that one. Are we going to see a team from WA or are we going to see a team from SA yeah, or are we going to get another local team up in Queensland? Who knows? Toss the coin. It is going to be very interesting. All right. Good luck to the Dolphins for the remainder of the season. All right, mate. We're going to take a quick break. And once we return, we are going to have a very special guest who is going to almost commentate, we hope anyway, ball by ball, Peter McIntyre. <laughs> past players. Past legends. Past legends. We welcome Peter McIntyre. 97 first-class matches, 322 wickets, and vitally my favourite ever innings of six not out. Welcome, Macca. G'day. How are you? Good. Good, mate. Let's start, obviously, from Victoria. Uh, where did you start your junior career, mate? My junior career or my first-class career? Well, let, let, let's Go start, we'll start with juniors. Yep. What was your junior club? Well, my junior club was a place called Romsey, which was about an hour out of Melbourne, so a sort of past Sunbury in Victoria. So I played there at Romsey with my father and two brothers and then uh, headed to Essendon Career Club at 16 years of age where they don't have juniors. So I was basically in their fourth team when I arrived at Essendon. And moved through the ranks there, obviously. Yes, look, there were, I think there were 13 spinners in front of me at the time. Um, <laughs> So I had to uh, bide my time in those fourths, and then uh, we won a won a uh, final in the fourths and moved into the thirds, and and then quickly into the the seconds team, and then uh, I had a little bit of a hurdle because the uh, leg spinner in the in the first team was going out with the chairman selector's daughter. So oh, that, I was always, up against that always it. helps, yeah. yeah, yeah, up against it, David Tate, and um, then I got an offer to go. Um, to head of cross to Collingwood, um, which I break uh, passionately for in the AFL. Yep. And um, I decided to stay at Essendon and fight my way for a spot in the first team, which came along pretty quickly. 
We won't hold that against you, Collingwood supporter. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And then you, so you debuted for Victoria at the MCG in 89. What's your first memories of your first Shield game? Look, it was a long one. It was, uh, I think I bowled 40 odd overs in an innings. um, And uh, yeah, it was, um, we played Western Australia. In in that my, my first game, and uh, they had the you know Jeff Marsh, Mike Belletta, but uh, I think Dean Jones made a lot of runs in that game as well. So uh, yeah, it was a it was a very much a welcome to first class cricket from bowling in uh, you know two day matches in club cricket to uh, a four day when you're bowling forty overs uh, in an inning. So who, yeah, was, who who was your first wicket? Oh, I think uh, I. Th- I think it might have been oh Jeff Marsh, I think. Claim that sure. either way. Yeah, Claim that either handy. way. We're not gonna argue, mate. Matt, Matt. Yeah, it was either he or Valletta, yeah. I think. My Valletta. Yeah. And then you had some time with the Commonwealth Bank Cricket Academy over over in South Australia. And yes. that, and of course there was a certain blonde leg spinner in Victoria probably uh, uh you know, starting to arrive and then you moved over to South Australia. Go through that uh, decision and experience, Matt. Yeah, look, uh, I call him my blonde problem uh, over across 13 years. So, uh, unfortunately, um, you know, he was just a superstar, wasn't he? And yeah. Uh, yeah. and to compete uh, for the one spot um, was uh, was difficult. But, uh, yeah, headed across to South Australia and uh, lived, uh, lived with Terry Jenner for a little while. And uh, Warney went off to Glenelg somewhere in a hotel or – Motel or whatever it is, and Rod Marsh was our coach, and uh, you know, sadly, all three are, are yeah. gone with yeah, uh, heart attacks right. now. Yeah. yeah, so I'm the sole survivor yeah. out of those the four of us. So, did you ever get to bowl with Shane Warne in with Victoria? Not in Victoria, no, uh, no, but I did in my first test match, yes. which was um, yeah, we'll get to which that, which was fantastic. Yeah, but uh, look, I headed back to Victoria, uh, you know, circumstances. Uh, were against me across there. Um, I think I was out of favour with, with several unnamed, uh, I suppose, uh, personalities at the time. But uh, Terry Jenner coaching Tea Tree Gully, so I decided to head back over and uh, have a shot at uh, playing for South Australia here and, and being coached by Terry Jenner. And he said to me, I will get you a baggy dream eventually. And he did. He's so. a great man, TJ. Serious. Yep. Uh, missed as well. I did a few coaching clinics with TJ and, yeah, fascinating. No better person to talk cricket with, you know, theories yep. which could go in many different directions and he was a, you know, he was, he was a fascinating man. Now, yeah. um, Australia A, you had some success with that with ni- in 94-95, Macca, which probably helped as well? Yeah, I think so. Look, it was... Uh, um I'd had a pretty good season, 94, 95, yep. and, uh, you know, it was great that they introduced the Australia A concept, and uh, it was really interesting that, you know, <laughs> by the end of the, the tri-series that uh, it seemed like the crowd was on our side. Yeah. They were barracking for the underdog and wanted us to knock Australia over, and I don't think Tubby Taylor was very happy about it at the time. So. Yeah, I think Tubby really, he took exception to that probably more than anyone else, actually. It was... Yeah, he did. He did. He didn't like it. He yeah. did not like it. And, you know, we had some serious players in that Australian A side, so that went on to play many, many matches for Australia, the Australian team. So. Well, it certainly helped Bluey's, Bluey's test to get Bluey's test to boo as well. That's right, Yep. 
and Georgie played played in played in that as well, and Hags played a little yeah. bit as well. So there was a South Australian connection there as well. Now Baggy yep. Green number three hundred and sixty four, and of course debuting here at Adelaide Oval against England. Uh, Macca, go through your memories there, and of course, obviously one of them's batting with Bluey. So yeah, and and yeah, Bluey, Bluey caught your first wicket too, I reckon, on memory. He did, he did. I think that that was uh, Mike Gatting. Gatting, and yeah. uh, uh, look to to actually. I suppose have a friendly rivalry with Warney over many years to eventually be chosen for my debut in an Australian side, not replacing him but playing with him. Yep. I, I was I was quite chuffed by that, and uh, I'd come off a pretty good season, pretty confident, and uh, I guess it was the whole you know Adelaide Oval factor, uh, two leg spinners um, against England. And uh, oh, I'll just start. And of course, they started on Australia Day back then too. So we, um, with the Test match uh, opening on Australia Day, was another special day as well. So, but uh, yeah, batting wise, uh, didn't have a great match, but uh, got Bluey to his first hundred in uh, in Test cricket. So yeah. you can't go through the conversation with Bluey about batting against Devon Malcolm there, Macca. <laughs> yeah, look, it was. Um, what was he? He was, uh, I think he was 92 not out overnight or something. Yeah. So, um, so I thought I'd better take him out of the general have lock just for a little celebration. So the night got got away from us a little bit. I, mean, I won't say what time we got in, but yeah, I can't um, believe it got away from you too. Yeah. No, no. So we, um, anyway, we clearly we set no up watch the next... between them. No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> so we set up for the next day and, um, yeah, wickets wickets tumbled, and then uh, Craig McDermott went down with um, bowel obstruction. a um, bowel bowel something wrong with yeah his bowel, bowel obstruction. And... I'm sorry, Macker. I've actually had two of those operations myself, and so I know <laughs> it's certainly the most pain I've ever been in. So I'm I'm one who won't uh, make make any. Yeah, I certainly I've got vivid memories of that, well and truly. So yeah. Anyway, he took off to hospital, yeah. and I got elevated one spot. So. Batting with Bluey and then having to face Big Debbie Malcolm, who I had all sorts of trouble with. I could not see the ball out of his hand. He was wide of the crease. He had an action that I just couldn't pick up. Whereas Bluey, well, you know, Bluey with his short balls and pull shots yeah. and uh, pacing fast bowler, bowlers, it was pretty easy for him. So I just walked down the wick and I said to Bluey, you've got to get on with this because I am not here for very long. And that's when he started <laughs> to charge the bowling and... Uh, Started charging, um, I think, big Angus Fraser and Phil DeFreitas. And anyway, we got him there. We got him there and he got 100. So um... I will recite an episode with Macca early on. Let, let's be honest, I've never been afraid to state my point of view, Peter. And uh, mm-hmm. so it's a shield game. Young blew it and a, he got moved down the batting order in a run chase. And by Bluey's own admission, he uh, didn't exactly hit him that well when he came in. Anyway, we'd won the game and we're in the. Uh, Chapel Bar, a.k.a. the Magic Cave, after South Australia have won. Yes. And in March is P. McIntyre. Comes straight up to me. <laughs> starts having a crack. Uh, you know, how dare you get stuck in a blew it and that rah, rah, rah. And I'm about to defend myself. And my mate with me said, Jeff Wilson, who li- does listen to our podcast each week, said, yep. uh, Macca, I'd love to say it was Malcolm, but it was actually the guy in front of us. And you just went, right. <laughs> you just went, oh, okay. And that was it. We moved on. Terrific. Yeah, so a bit of fun. Long time ago, eh? Yes. Ready yes. to tear shreds. Yes. Oh, well, mm. let's 
be honest, when you're a person who goes to Shield Cricket, there aren't that many of us. So you do know it. We all know each other in uh, South Australian cricket and all that side of things. Now, you know, you test a boo. And then, um, of course, the other famous thing, and, you know, you bowled the other ball of the century to remove your bat, your bunny. You only took your two balls. A certain uh, player who could bat a bit, Macca. Yeah, you got that right. The other ball of the century. Let's, let's just... Uh... <laughs> Let's just confirm that. So, yeah, if you if you compare the two balls, they're very similar. So, <laughs> so look, we're um, yeah next test match in uh, New Delhi, um, a one-off test, and uh, uh, myself and Brad Hogg on the trip uh, in the team. Warney had uh, injured the the hand or the finger, um, I think the tendon in the hand. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we uh, got got my second test match and. Um, uh, managed to that Sachin Tendulkar first game as captain, so managed to pick him up for ten uh, with the other ball of the century, caught a first slip. So um, finished with three. I reckon I could have had five. Ganguly ran at me, hit his thigh, and heels missed the stumping. So you only make your kids watch that of... three hours a day, isn't it? Just the three hours. <laughs> yeah. we, we've had it on constant loop yeah, here yeah, as well. So it's all good. Look at the drift. Look at the drift and the amount of spin. <laughs> My God. Getting Tendulkar is a, a pretty special uh, achievement. He doesn't get out cheaply too no. often, that's for sure. No. Uh, especially his first game's captain as well. So Ooh, just uh, rough in. Yeah, yeah. No, certainly Stamps. something you can wear forever. Now let's move on to my favourite ever game of cricket as a spectator and that um, the Shield final. I admit to uh, both Peters with that that uh, I may have put a jumper on and jogged 5Ks to the doctors and walked in and the doctor looked at me, was sweating, and I got a week off from work straight away. So, yeah, so that was it. I think I'm sure the statue se- of limitations yeah, seven has years, gone I now, think, is so gone now. Yeah, yeah I think so you're I reckon safe. I'm okay with that. <laughs> now, yeah. against a ridiculously talented WA side, yeah. you know, Hussey, um, Gilchrist. Gilchrist, Langer, Martin, Lavender and Baker, who are pretty fair shield players as well, but there was a certain guy who really, while, while as cricket nuts, we all knew this guy was good, but a certain A. Gilchrist announced really to the cricket public that, hey, this guy was way better than good. And, you know, a South Australian attack, Gillespie, Shane George, Greg Blewett, Peter McIntyre, Tim May, 189 not out. It was an incredible innings, Macker. He had a strike rate of 101. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, batting at seven and... We had them at uh, you know six for two five one, I think, we, and then went yeah. into seven seven for two ninety one. We thought, okay, we'll be able to sort of keep this to three to three fifty, and he just went bang. And uh, he put uh, there was a temporary stand, stand yeah. in those days, um, and he put put uh, Maisie and I into that stand quite regularly. And uh, you know that <clears throat> Hog um, got a sixty one, and they ended up you know declaring it nine for five twenty. So. That really turned, you know, batting first as well uh, in Adelaide. Um, it was all set up for them really to uh, to really knock us over because batting, you always batted first in, in Adelaide and for obvious reasons uh, with the pitch deteriorating with the heat and, um, they, you know, they weren't drop-ins in those days. No. So, no. So, you know, pretty big score. So we um, we had to come out and bat pretty well. So... Um, you no, know, and Nobsy got a Nobsy got a hundred hundred three, and that yep. A few other yep. uh, James James uh, James Brayshaw eighty seven before getting run out. You know, we probably had yep. a few other guys who got starts. You know, both uh, Buff 
43 and Jamie Siddons 38. So we probably could have made a few more, really. Uh, I, th- I think that was our yeah, general thought there. that we left a few left a little bit out there. I think one thing when the WA bats batted again, which is probably forgotten a little bit due to uh, you know the rearguard action of the and that of winning at the end was Bluey running out Damian Martin and Buff running out uh, Gilly uh, both yes. for Ducks and uh, for Norton too in the second innings mm. was a vital part of making WA have to bat that bit longer than they probably wanted to. Yeah, and another guy announced himself too, Jason Gillespie, right? So yes, he um, he took four for thirty three, and uh, like you know he he arrived on the scene as well. But uh, to hold them to one six nine. Um, was yep. a great effort, great effort. Uh, again, they declared. Um, yeah, look, that run out was cr- uh, crucial of Gilly uh, from Buff, and that was side on amazing yes. run out. Yeah. Amazing. So, um, and then they, they didn't quite recover from that. So, so it was holding him to that was, uh, was probably, it swayed it probably across to us a little bit more. But, uh, you know, we still had to hold out. It's a five-day match, remember, in those days? Yes. So, well, it still is. It still is it for is, the final. Yeah. So. And then it fluctuated yeah. a lot on the last day. Like, we lost in Kura. What? We were two for overnight. Then Dizzy was night watchman got out. Then Wolf getting out for a duck. We all sort of – Yep. I remember all of us heads down and – Hold the, your breath, yeah. yeah. for the worst. And then Bluey copped an LBW, which was absolutely plumb if you were playing with nine stumps. Uh, hurt, it hurt us a bit, obviously. And then, yeah, that afternoon, go through your whole fear, the whole feelings of that afternoon, uh, Macca. It was like it was, yeah. It, it I'd actually, uh, I'd been to dinner with Maisie. We went to a favourite Indian place that we used to go to and uh, Maisie said, you know, this is going to go down the wire. I reckon, like, it's going to be really close and, you know, um, thinking we could potentially win it but, but draw it at the same time. Yep. And, yep. uh Anyway, Blue. I mean, Bluey was Blue was in, in top form in those days, and uh, you know, then their, their middle order sort of collapsed a, a bit, and then Bray Bray got going, Brayshaw got going with Bluey, and then Brayshaw went back and you know pulled, tried to pull Hog, yeah, and went right. straight up in there. Yeah, shocking yeah. shot, yeah, shocking shot. We always remind Brayshaw about that so shot, we, actually. So but, we should, yeah, yeah. And then of course, Siddons Siddons had hurt his hip, which uh, it was pretty silent at the time, and he doesn't sort of whinge a lot. Jamie. No. Anyway, um, you know, then he had to come out with a basically a, a, a really injured hip, and uh, I think it was just we got to lunch, I think it was, or, or tea time, tea time, and uh, and Nielsen got knocked over by Angel not long after. Yes, yes, yeah. But you know, Jamie was out there for like two and a half hours, right? Yeah, so, hundred thirty-four minutes. Yeah, hundred sixty-six yep. minutes for hundred and thirty-four balls, balls for yeah. four runs. Yeah. And it was yeah. a four, and it was a four that he hit too. That's right, and he he, he couldn't run at all, and uh, yeah, it was a little, it, and then it turned into to survival, right? So, and then everyone started getting nervous, you know, and uh, taking off out of the rooms, and well, we went for a uh, drive, couldn't watch, yeah, yeah boof, boof, that's amazing. Um, band, band bandaged himself, himself up, up like a mummy, <laughs> yeah, try and take some um, tension out of the room, you know, and. Uh, yeah, and then Maisie batted for almost uh, probably just over an hour actually, yep. and, um, and for a zero again. So and gobbling up fifty uh, odd balls. So um, <clears throat> yeah, so then sort of out I stroll. Um, 
with uh, nine of what were we eight down, eight down, eight down, yep. Yep. Eight down. Um, and then uh, I think Jamie might have got out. I think that's yes, started. yes, it was Jamie. Yeah. Yep. Nine yeah. to two oh two. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, our strolls, Georgie. So we I try to remember. I think I think I batted for nearly an hour, but um, you know we had to we had to get through a, a dozen overs. I think so, something like that. So could you hear the countdown from from the, when the crowd started counting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, to the green bottles. Um, yes, yeah, the green bottle song. Uh, they yes. started singing that and. Yes. And I remember the crowd jumping the fence inside the fence. Um, the last time, you know, and yeah, it was like you, you know, and I was strolling off to square leg most yep. of the time, trying to get gather my thoughts because there was so much sledging going on that. Um, what what you know, made I had, you? I had to get out of them. What made you decide that you'd take Julian and Georgie would take Brad Hogg? Um, look, I I. Um, I probably was more comfortable with facing the quicks than what Georgie was. And the message came out that uh, I should take the quicks and Georgie right. take the spin. Okay. Um, I must admit, Georgie came out pretty relaxed. I mean, he, he was always an anxious fellow, you know. And, yeah, that's um, true, yeah. Yeah, he, he seemed pretty relaxed at the time, which was I found a little bit strange. But uh, maybe, maybe he was putting maybe someone on or, Maybe someone slipped him something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Calm him down. <laughs> Good guess, good guess, mate. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, then I I, I started, um, yeah, Georgie started to take Brad Hogg, and I I took Brendan Julian. So, and that was the message that came out actually. So, uh, it was probably probably a good idea at the time. So, of course, it was a good idea because we won the match, didn't we? Bloody so, oath. And that last yeah. ball where you blocked it, yeah, you know. yeah. Look, I had to um, I had to stop myself running out of the crease in case yep. they ran me out, right? So. I sort of stopped for a few seconds and thought, right, it's over, and then sort of ran, ran, just ran off the ground like I've never run before. No, so. you you did that at a fair tro- fair pace actually, Mac. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And absolutely. Then jumped, and then jumped jumped up into the rooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no. Look, just just magic, a culmination of uh, a number of years of planning to win a shield and bringing a team together and connect connecting a team, you know. So we had a lot of different characters and different personalities in the team. And it'd be remiss not to mention uh, Bomber Bomber Hammond's influence on that, on the the whole group and that as well. And And we're pretty shattered to lose. We're pretty shattered to give Queensland their first uh, win the year before as well. So That ruined every cricket joke in history with bloody us stuffing that up against Queensland (laughs) the year before. had, Had to be us, yeah, so... What, what it's did, an amazing, amazing game. What did you game. What did you think about Brendan Julian's last over to you? It was a little bit loose. You would have expected him to be a bit tighter than he was. Just I think he, when you look at the footage, he he looks even more nervous yeah. than I was. Like, yeah. That's why was I ask. Like, yeah, I, I mean, he put he, he bowled quite a few overs, hadn't he? Like he mm-hmm. um, in the match. Um, yes, I think he. That was his twenty ninth over, over. In the second yeah. innings. Twenty nine, right? Okay, so thirteen yeah, maidens, fifty six, four for fifty six. Right, and he okay. bowled thirty overs in the first innings. Yeah, he got a picked up a five for there yeah. as well, I think. Yeah. So, so he was in reasonable form, but it was like he was resigned to. I don't know. It was just very strange because that Moody kept trying to pull it up and make yes. the over go as long as possible, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think I think that was to their detriment. I think BJ wanted to get on with it. And Moody kept sort of trying to slow it down. And I think that would have been better if he'd let BJ get on with it. So 
I think that was uh, an advantage for us at the time. Well, we're glad he didn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, Mac- look, guys, amazing match. Oh, it was look, it was match. it was incredible, and the celebrations, you know, back at the planet, back at the ground the next night. It's yep. you know, give me that. Give me look. I know I'm a traditionalist and all that, but give me a shield win every time. Like I've got to be honest, when the strikers won, the mates I was sitting there with that. Yeah, see you, mate. Yep, see you in the week. Where for me, if South Australia win the shield, it's it's massive. Where yeah, take it or leave it, sort of thing. You know. I, I admit I'm state, you know, state biased and and that and yeah, I go to Shield cricket. And it's 26 yeah. years ago. Very sad, right? Yes, so, yes. Mm, now, we now, need to do, we need to do something. Yeah, we will get to that at the end. I've got to admit that is uh, my last point actually. Now, Macker, there'd be a certain. Uh, there's another game too where you had an incredible game of district cricket where you yeah. won Tree Gully a flag. Now, go through that a bit because. Damon Hall would certainly, who all does listen to our podcast from Canberra, would would have had a crack at me if I hadn't mentioned uh, that game and your contribution, mate. Yes, yeah, so we a, a massive week for myself. Um, yes, you know, finished the shield on the Wednesday, celebrated pretty hard for the next three days, and then um, I sort of realised um, had a, a club uh, final to play against Adelaide, which yes. had. Um, Dizzy and Ben uh, Johnson and Nobsey, uh, pretty reasonable side. So um, I thought I'll, I'll head down to Magic Mountain. I'll just go and run up and down Magic Mountain and sober up and get myself right and uh, gather my thoughts. And um, anyway, we got uh, – I ended up going out again that night, actually. So <laughs> bloody Maisie. I couldn't get away from Maisie. He just wanted to celebrate so much. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, we spent a lot of time at that planet. But, uh, yes. Well, it did um, help they had shares in the place, didn't it? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, look, we, we, we batted first. I think we made 176. Um, I ended up getting about 17. I don't know how. Um, I probably saw three or four balls at a time because I was batting. But uh, anyway, we um, we finished that day. And yeah, lo and behold, I'm back at the planet again, aren't I? So um we uh, we went all night, and I reckon we probably got to about. There wasn't many of us left, but uh, you know we got to about six a.m. and uh, anyway, um, we started walking out, and Maisie said, "Have a look at this rain. It's it's pouring down. You're not playing today. Let's go back into the bar, right?" So we, <laughs> we so we go back in, and it gets day thirty. Have a peek out again. It stopped raining, and I said, "Maisie, you know, you know what Adelaide Oval's like? The covers and everything. I, I reckon we're gonna." probably start on time so i cab it home grab my gear and go straight to the ground i was a little bit late for the warm-up but that's okay <laughs> um so away we go and um <clears throat> we um we got to tea time and they were six for 171 yes. adelaide and i just said you know I, I was so dog tired you know i've been living on adrenaline and i just said to marty fall and bob zato i said why don't we just stay out here and get this over and done with and Marty Mooseful, he just said, you know what, funny things happen, Macca, let's go in and uh, and have tea. And, you know, we're, we're going, heading into the tea break and we're seeing champagne and T-shirts come into the Adelaide room. You know, they'd, they'd obviously thought they'd won it. So we're in there having a giggle and, so you know, thinking we're in all sorts of trouble. So we go back out and I was, uh, I was paired with um, Derek Woodcock, who yes, eventually came in there for yep, yep. Yeah. And anyway, they didn't score off us for about 25 minutes. And Dizzy was batting 
in, in at the time as well. And they just didn't score. I thought, what is going on? They only need four runs to win, five runs to win. Anyway, I think they they um, they got a one or a two, and then um, they're just getting a single here and there, and they lost wickets at the time. Anyway, went bang, bang, and they're, all of a sudden they're nine down for 174. Anyway, I've, I've, uh, I've, I think I've ended up bowling. I, at the time, I'd bowled 36 overs. I had... Um, Five for 32 or something. And um, anyway, um, the guy, Ben, 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 uh, trying to remember his name, he's batting 11. Yeah. I've thrown up this loopy wrong and he's charged me and I've bowled him. We won by a run and I've got six for 30 odd of 30 odd overs. It just, here we go again. And who said drinking so, doesn't pay, Maka? <laughs> oh, it was in, you know, back to the club at Teetry Gully, first ever premiership. Uh, you know, and that club was it was fairly young in, yes. in the scheme of things, and it was TJ's uh, first win as a with a as a club coach with a premiership, and like it was just I don't know, it was just a week of unbelievable times that uh, I look so fondly on. So it was a massive week. And you eventually got home. I did, I did <laughs> eventually. So wow, that, uh, that has to go down as one of the biggest uh, chokes in cricket. Well, SA cricket anyway, uh, local cricket for a while. Yeah, it was probably the other one too. I am just showing my age here, Macca, was uh, Russell Parker took six for 14, including a hat trick as a part-time leggy to win Glenelg, the 73-74 district final where... Oh, Lee, you've got a uh, memory like a horse. Yeah, you know that. An elephant. Yeah. 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 So, so let's continue on with your career after that, Macca. So you, you'd also had a few injuries in that after that as well and in South Australia yeah. we probably never quite was consistent as we'd been in that couple of year period again either major no. retiring probably hurt us and yeah look and I, I'd sort of had two shoulder operations yeah. I'd, I'd blown a, um, a long-headed bicep which had to be screwed back on and then I I tore my belly of my bicep and um, my shoulder was basically sh- uh, pretty well shot by the by the end of the end of that career there so you know but still kept going and still enjoyed it um i think i got uh, a bit more consistency when buff came on the scene as captain yep uh he certainly understood leg spin really well and where to bowl especially the left-handers and uh yeah i, I think i probably struggle with consistency from not playing each game, but playing on the games that uh, in the games where the pitches suited me. So, which really annoyed me at times when I was in great form and you'd sort of you you play Sydney, um, you know Adelaide, and then you'd go off to Hobart and you wouldn't play, and then you know you yeah, wouldn't play yes. Melbourne on the yeah. yeah. So, so that 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 was always tough to get consistency, but I got, I managed to get that towards the end of my career. So, um, but yeah, it was two tests and. Um, you know, Shield final and a, a club premiership. So I thought uh, I've had a pretty good time in this game. So it was time to head off and uh, find a real job. A little bit of frustration not getting to the 100 first-class games? Oh, not not really. really? Um, you know, when I, I, I look at it, 97, um, probably 12th man 25 times. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I... I, I yeah, I'm not fussed by the hundred reaching hundred, so no, not at all. But thanks for bringing it up, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, look, I, I know one thing personally. I would love to see Peter McIntyre involved in the administration of cricket in South Australia. A bit of common sense and no bullshit and actually honesty wouldn't wouldn't go astray uh, in yeah. In my opinion, you you would would help South Australian cricket markedly, Peter. So, yeah, know. look, I'm I'm, I'm actually um, Andrew Sinclair's uh, involved me in a, a strategic cricket committee at the moment that uh, is making recommendation to the board. Um, so our, our first, uh, I suppose, we're trying to um, embed some vision and ambition and. Uh, Try and uh, change things up and try some different things. Um, you know, uh, let's try some things. And yeah, I'm just not sure on the two divisions. I'm not. I'm not a yes or a yeah. no against it. I, I've heard a lot of the negative stuff. I, I'm just not sure. It's going to be interesting. You know. So therefore, does Tom Kelly just using the thing that Sturt went down? Does he have to change clubs? How that under seven? How that junior side works is probably a little bit. Up in the air, like clubs are saying, well, hang on, how about if we have a kid, you know, makes a hundred, can we then put him up into our ways? That's probably something which is is up in the air a bit as well. So there's a few things still to be sorted out. Um, yeah, yeah. So this is where we've got to have vision, ambition, Malcolm. So yep. um, the idea is to bring the under nineteen team together and start start gelling, connecting them together in as a team. In two-day cricket, it's only in two-day cricket, by the way, the two divisions. There's still yep. the one one day is where they all play each other. Yep. Um, we want to we want to start getting this under-19 team into playing probably a good level of cricket as well and playing regularly together, and that's the reason behind it. So now that the two-division factor is it's two up, two down each year. Now, what really pleased me in the paper on Monday I was seeing Chad Sayers talking about eight, V9 at the weekend and how it was such a high pressure game, right? So that's what we want to hear, right? We want that standard and that high pressure intensity where people get to experience that intensity of a game and they can take that into first-class cricket. So um, it just so happened that they were fighting it out for the eighth position. Yeah. I must admit, I did call into Woodville... um, not knowing whether the uh, the result at that stage, because I'd commentated a Sanford uh, W-SNFLW game and called into Woodville, and yes, the, uh, it was pretty big celebrations. It was like winning a flag, effectively, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. And look, yeah, we've said three years. This is the three-year plan. Um, you can always tweak things, Malcolm. So, yeah. you know, yeah. like, but we've got to try some things. We just yes. have to try, like it. It's um it's important that we have the top eight playing each against each other on good quality grounds as well. So so um and getting that coaching right as across the board. Um you know, and then we're now looking at the junior system and how the junior system uh sets up in the uh next period of time. So I'd and, I'd uh, I'd love to see Sturt move up to me- Mount Barker, yeah, I'd love to, and like Northern Districts move out to Gorlam. Let's get our grounds and people playing where people, young guys are living. I reckon that's, you know, instead of at the moment where we've got East Tyrons, Kensington, Sturt and Adelaide also close together, let's move a club, that move, that's, I've always had that thought. So, yeah. Yeah, look, uh, um, I'm I'm a big advocate of that northern and uh, southern areas yes. where there are big catchments, right? And yep. I, 
I, I don't understand why there's always pressure on those two teams to, you know, um, they talk about, you know, um, they're, they're, they're the weakest teams and all that. So I, I, I don't believe that to be right. And I, I really, I do think they need to consider moving, investing some time and some uh, funds into moving into the Gaul of Rossa area. Yes. Picking up a lot of juniors there and a lot of players, which are probably a little bit resistant to coming into yeah. the into uh, northern districts. What it does, it also opens up a little bit of uh, space for Port Adelaide, where you've got northern districts operating out of Gawler, of Barossa, and then you've got southern that should really move into the McLaren Vale area and pick up a really big pool of players. So, and I'll tell you an alarming statistic. I couldn't agree game. more on that, Macca. I've always thought that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Mount Park is an interesting one, right? So it's no longer a a regional um, zone. No. I don't think it, it's a metro zone as a, are those hills. But an interesting t- statistic is that seventy percent of our juniors in South Australia are playing in the east or are from the yeah. east. Yeah. And you look at a Trinity Grammar, which has four thousand yes, kids exactly. going to it. They can't field two cricket teams. And that's a real that's a real concern, right? So yeah. Um, so we need to look at uh, statistics and work through, you know, um, how do we distribute these juniors into other clubs and get a really good club system going, a junior system going, where the kids are playing on great great grounds as well, right? So we need to redesign what the weekend looks like and which which level of is it under seventeen, under fifteen, yeah. fourteen. You know, Let's get it uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So there's a lot to look out there, um, and then you um, you've got the female cricket as well. But we need to get going as well because we've only got five sides, I think. So we need to uh, make sure that the females are playing cricket in this state as well. So, oh, especially because you know, let's face it, the Scorpions and the Stri and the Lady Stri yep. have, have been successful. Yep. Yeah, we need that to continue to grow. No doubt yep. about that whatsoever. And I got no doubt we'll get to that as well. So you know, we'll look at the the Premier Cricket, which we've done. We'll trial this two division. We'll um, we'll uh, well, there'll be some initiatives in the junior cricket come through in the next few months that everyone will hear about, and then no doubt we'll move on to the female uh, competition as well and yeah. try and get that going. So will that be yeah. ba- will that be based around academies for those areas? Uh, look, something that, along those lines. That's in the mix. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Investing in academies, working with community cricket, which is very, very important, by the way. Yep. Uh, making sure that they're 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 set up as well. So we need to be working with those community cricket uh, clubs as well, because you know they they um they supply a lot of these these juniors as well, and 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 some of the seniors. So um, we've got to work it out so that everyone fits into the whole, I suppose, strategic vision of where cricket's heading in South Australia. We've got to be powerful again. I, and I couldn't agree more. It's because it, it is a real worry in terms of I'm involved, you know, at Paynham, and yeah, without yeah. the ethnic side of things, and which is fantastic, we'd really be struggling to fill our sides now, and it, it's harder and harder getting people to commit for both days. People, yep. you know, with work, except where Saturday is now work day as well. So where society's changed a lot, um, yep. yeah, it, it is harder, and we've got to just try and think as many different possibilities as we can. Yep, and take the tension out of school cricket and and uh, club cricket, right? So how do we work together there? There's, yeah, there's, there's lots to consider and uh, lots of lots of opportunities. So it's just 
we need people to have vision and ambition here and uh, try some things. You know, you keep trying things. If, if, if things work great, if things don't, you can always change. So, yep. no, um, but well we've got to have a go. Well summed up, Macca. And, of course, you've been heavily involved in the health industry in general with work and that now for a fair while. With your, uh, I'm in my 23rd year in uh, pharmaceuticals. So, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, with a company called uh, Sanofi, which is a French company at the moment. So but it started in uh, a company you may remember, Folding. Folding, yes, yes. Yeah, so um, I'm still with those brands and products. So, um, yeah, but uh, it's been a... Been 23 years. I, I, I think I, I started with folding the last two years of playing cricket and mixing it in with going to the Netherlands and coaching in the Netherlands, uh, yep. playing for Rotterdam. I uh, had two seasons over there. so And uh, I, I probably had, I reckon I had two of the best years of uh, my career when I was working and playing. It was tough, but, uh, you know, it just, I had that uh, distraction. Work. Yeah. yeah, balance. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> I just had to make sure I was getting my fitness done early in the morning. Um, you know, I'd be leaving as everyone else was coming in. And then in the afternoon, I'd be come for the skills and they'd all be finished. So I'd sort of have to grab, you know, Siddons or, or someone to bowl to at the end of the day. But um, you know, I just felt I had a really great balance of working and setting up a, a career outside of cricket. So no, Greatly appreciated, Macca, and I'm sure you're – the youngsters are looking forward to only another hour of the ball bowling, to, uh, getting Tendulkar tonight, mate. So, no. <laughs> greatly, no appreciate, greatly appreciated. Look forward to catching up, Mac. Thanks, mate. No problem, fellas. Thank you, mate. They're much appreciated, as we said. And just for those stats for everybody, 97 matches, 798 runs in his first-class career, and none more important than the six for the Sheffield Shield win. Yep. That's that's the important six, back. A bugger the 43 highest ever score. That's the right. six, six not outs, the one. No, thanks. thanks. I enjoy the reminiscing. Thanks, Macca. Thank Appreciate you, mate. it, mate. You're listening to the Game On Podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. Liking this podcast? Please like, rate, and subscribe. We've just had Peter McIntyre on, and that was a great interview that, you know, he didn't quite give us the ball-by-ball ball description, but his six runs and being on the crease for 59 minutes was impressive. Yeah, also the amusing uh, yes. coverage of the whole next week and the dis- leading on to the district cricket final. Yeah, he certainly did his best for the bar trade in that in that fortnight, well uh, and truly. Absolutely amazing, yeah. Basically bar hopping <laughs> onto the ground, bar hopping back yes. onto the ground. So it was amusing. And uh, Tidra Gully ended up uh, pulling off the unthinkable and... Basically, almost one of the biggest chokes in in cricket, local yeah, cricket. Adelaide, we yeah, did talk. Adelaide, we did talk about that. Adelaide as well. fell away, and well done, you know, Derek Woodcock. Uh, left arm quick. He, mm-hmm. he he could bowl, Derek, and uh, combine with Macca and that. And as I said, Damon Hallamer and Marty Fall would have would have shot me if I hadn't uh, mentioned the the gullies flag. So. Yes, it was a bit of fun with Macker as well. And we followed up, obviously, on our flashbacks from a, a few weeks ago that uh, we did want to get uh, somebody on from that team. And I'm sure we could probably list a couple of players that we could get on from that team. But McIntyre being there right at the end, blocking Julian out for that famous victory back in 1995 uh, yep. no. uh, Sheffield. Yes, and it was most amusing that cleaning up yesterday, I happened to find, and I would, should have mentioned that to Macker on air, so the 95-96 
Sheffield Shield put bit. Put that one so, there. Yes. Yeah, so. VHS, mate. Yes, VHS. We, we've yes. got actually. I did see a VHS recorder for sale actually online the other day. So maybe maybe we've got to get it, hook it up to the TV, and away we no, go. We'll work something out. Fantastic. All right, mate. We'll scoot into the happy days. Yes. Happy days. Kick off happy days today with a happy birthday to Tom Cleary, Port Adelaide. Yeah, look, he's been a good, good, start, solid defender out of the side. At currently, mm-hmm. probably you don't really want the side to dominate in round one when you're uh, <laughs> when you're out when of you're it. Out, yeah, so, um, yeah, look, he's obviously going to have to be made to earn his spot back. So mm-hmm. yeah, if he gets a few get a few games together for Port, uh, Port Magpies, Port Power Reserves, yes, um, yeah, be up around. Up around the mark again. Currently played 123 games for Port since being drafted in 2013. His best season was in 2017. Uh, looking to regain some form, obviously, in 2023. But a hard team to break into, as we've mentioned. Some great players have worn the number 123 too for Adelaide Uni, uh, Pete. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. G'day to Alex good, Page as well. Good stat to have. Yes, yes. All right, we move on to tennis. This week in 2018, Rafa Nadal beats... Kay Nishikori, 6-3-6-2, to extend his open era record to the most wins at the same event, 11 in total. Oh, look, he, he's been a stayer. You know, stayer. Injuries have hurt at times, yeah. but, you know, one of the greats. Um, struggling a little bit at the moment. I don't know whether he's struggling a little bit at the moment, not only from a injury point of view, yeah. but I think Nadal not uh, – sorry, Federer not being there, yeah. which sort of drives him a little bit. I mean, obviously, he's he's – you know, got Alcaraz, who's coming up, who won Indian Wells this week. Uh, and he's also got Djokovic, who's still there as well. But he just, yeah, the yin and the yang are not there at the moment. And he just seems to, uh, to not have that spark. Yeah. yeah. In- interesting. Very, very good player. I still wouldn't not back him at the French Open this year. No. That's really that, what that's it gets down to. That's probably his chance. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. All right, we move on. In 1987 cricket, uh, Richard Hadley makes his highest test score of 151 versus Sri Lanka. I tell you one thing about Richard. Good luck if he got man of the match with him sharing any award with his teammates. I did hear this. He was yes, not known for his uh, carefree attitude. Yes, uh, what went into Richard Hadley's pocket tended to stay in Richard Hadley's pocket. He won the car as the man of the series. I'm sure he was still driving it. Yes, (laughs) 151 and not out against Sri Lanka is a pretty fair effort. Oh look, he's one of the all-time greats. He was, he was obviously a bowler who batted. He wasn't quite the all-rounder, but geez. When he when he went with the bat, he certainly gave it a thump and could score quickly. Do you think he inspired somebody like a Adam Gilchrist? You don't you know, know. Slightly different role, obviously batting and bowling, bowling and batting. Gilly was with- funny like that. Like we all talk about Gilchrist as a batsman, keep where keeper, but he doesn't. He always considered himself a keeper, keeper first, who could bat. Could and bat yeah. Look, he's a far better keeper than he was given credit for. Gilly too. Yep. Agreed. So. All right, we move on. 1996 basketball. Chicago Bulls win NBA records 72 games to make their record at the time 72 and 8. Yeah. Well, well that that's yeah. that's in that's, the era of Jordan, insane. Pippen, yeah. Longley. Longley. I think Rodman was in there yes. as well. Um, amazing statistic when I looked it up. I had to actually look twice to make sure that I was getting the number right. 72 and 8. What confidence you walk out onto the court basically going, we're going to win this. Just crazy. 72-8's insane. Exactly right. And to finish off uh, this week in 2021, so very, very recently, 
In the soccer, all six EPL clubs withdraw from the controversial European Super League just three days after it was announced. Chelsea, Manchester City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Manchester United and Tottenham. It was crazy. Three days. It was bizarre. Um, You've got to wonder what happened there yeah. because it looked like it was all go, go, go and everyone yeah. was, was, was all in, for it. And then we're all out. And then we're all out, yeah. Yeah, that crazy. Maybe the fan backlash uh, was... Yeah, possibly. You just don't a know. A little bit too much. Yep. Maybe possibly. maybe the owners weren't going to make as much money out of it as they thought they were going to make because it is obviously private ownership. Yep. Um, very, very interesting that, yeah, three days it lasted. Yes. One of the shortest, I'd assume, in history. Nah, incredible. All right, mate, let's get into the extra time. Yep. Extra time. Big finish. All right, to kick us off today, mate, concussion and uh, the bumps that we saw on the weekend, AFL. I've been quite stunned at people carrying on so much the other way. Look, for mine, McAdam got what he deserved. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Now, there's another thing. There's a couple of aspects here. With Pickett, because Bailey Smith got up straight away and he was assessed by, the, by as they must be, yes. the Western Bulldogs doctor, that he was assessed, bang, he's fine, no, you don't have to come off for the concussion thing. That's why it's graded below McAdams because yep. we had to go off. Either way, it has been added. After the Crips loophole last year, it, it's been added the potential to cause serious injury. Yep. And, and that's I'm, where it becomes grey with a lot of people. Yeah, and I'm sorry, there was no doubt whatsoever. McAdam had the potential to cause serious injury. What yeah. he did, I, I I don't get it. Look, I thought Buddy Franklin that that should have been class classified as intentional. Mm-hmm. I would have been nothing against Buddy getting three or four for mine. He ran past the ball. Yes, um, when he it, should have gone for the ball. Yes, uh, Buddy's for mine was was arguably. The worst of the three. Yes, I, I probably rate Buddies as the worst. I rate uh, Pickett's as the second worst, and I rate McAdams as the third worst. Only on the basis that um, Buddy ran past the ball, yes. so we agree on that one there. Yeah. McAdam, uh, sorry, not McAdam. Uh, Pickett was in the Jump. air, yeah, yeah. so you know it's hard to change momentum. McLeod got uh, rubbed out for almost the same thing in his career later on in his career on the yeah. same basis. Yeah, he was looking to bump, but. Because he was in the air, you can't change your no. your body momentum. No. I I classify McAdams a little bit less on the basis that only a little bit less on the basis that he was coming in for the bump first. So yes, there's where the grey area is. He did hit uh, chest and shoulder first, which then obviously slipped up into the head area. Yep. Um, yeah, I've seen all three of these assessed side by side, and and and. I sort of agree with it that, that yeah, Buddy ran past. Yeah. Um, Pickett was in the air and McAdams was probably a little crude. Yes. But I didn't agree with three games for him. I probably agreed for three games for Buddy and yes. probably two games for McAdams. Yeah, I, and I don't disagree and, with that. But and that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, no, and I don't disagree with that. What I'm saying, though, on the way the gradings are yeah. done, that they are the results. The mm-hmm. three, two, and one are correct. So everyone's having you go at the match review office in yep. Michael Christian. With that grading, that is correct with what is factored in. Yep. And it, people have got to learn, actually bother to go and do the study. Look, I'll be invo- honest, I am involved in that yep. area. And with you the club. are the rule book, so yeah, we but, understand. But I'm involved in that regard with, so it is something I do have to know. Um, 
we do discuss it. Mm-hmm. The two of us go through it very thoroughly um, each time there is a report. So, did did McAdams look a little bit worse only because of the sweat and the impact of that that hit made it look that little bit worse? Look, let's also remember at the moment with with. The whole concussion issue yes. is the greatest threat ever. Yes. It is the biggest danger to football, and it is massive. The AFL have got to jump all over it. Mm-hmm. I've got no problems that McAdam did have the potential to cause serious yep. injury. It that, was dumb. It was ill-disciplined yep. by all three. All three could have tackled. Yep. But well, Buddy should have just gone for the ball. Yes. He didn't even have to tackle. He could have just gone for the ball. Totally agree. Yeah. Where where are you at with players having committed themselves to an action but then are pulling out of that action to protect themselves? So I'm talking about going from a from an open tackle to a to a closed body to, to sort of protect themselves because that has been a natural It's a natural thing to do. Correct, yeah. yeah. So it's that that's where it does get a little bit interesting for me. But you're right, there has to be a duty of care and cannoning into somebody isn't the way... As Simon, yeah. Go- as Goody said, as Simon Goodwin said, don't bump. Yep. I'm sorry, we don't like it, Yep. but do we want football still to be being played in five to ten years' time? Yep. People out there, pull your heads in. Byron Pickett's probably the classic example, yep. probably would have been rubbed out oh, a half a dozen yeah. times, but yeah. you know, in some respects we almost laud him and go, you know, that's a yep. hard, tough act. Yep. Not anymore. But not anymore. No, no. And I'm firm on it. Yep. Really firm. So, obviously, we've had Sean Tusker on yes. about Neuroflex and the potential ramifications for that. We won't know what those ramifications oh. are for those players. Maybe not. Maybe this week that they're not feeling 100%, but oh. it may be in a couple of weeks' time yes. that they're actually not feeling really good at all, yeah. and then they can't play anymore. So, yeah. we do have to be careful with that, that, that. And concussion is going to be an issue that is going to dominate pretty much all everything that we talk about from now on. Very much so. All right, mate, we move on to golf. We've obviously got the Live Golf coming up here in a few weeks' time, but we had a bit of a celebration at Kionga. Yeah, 100 years. So thank you to Jake Bushell for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Um, Kionga, and they had Gary Player, you know, 87 years of age, I think, on memory. And, you know, one of the all-time greats. Won there a couple mm-hmm. of times as well. Come out. Uh, Greg Blewett. Yes. Oh, <laughs> his name's come up a bit tonight. It has. We have to get him on. Yes, yes, I will do that. Um on it, you know, he's obviously when the names at Kuyonga and all, all that as well. Mm-hmm. Callum Ferguson, just a couple of cricketers. But, yeah, um, to get player, let's be honest, he'd be invited to everything around. So pretty big get to get him to come over to Kuyonga yep. and be the special guest. So, no, nah, 100 years, live golf coming up. Yeah, Perfect timing. Kuyonga for- and Grange, yes. that side of things. At Grange, I, I, did. I thought it was a Kiyonga till this no, afternoon. No, 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 Grange. To a quiz, yes. Grange yes. got it. Um, yes. I do know someone that is involved. I went to school with somebody who's actually involved at Kiyonga and uh, they were posting plenty of photos online that night and they did a fantastic event. And, yeah, you're right, Gary Player yeah, coming as huge. their special guest is a, is a huge. And, you know, that's worth the price of admission, really, oh. in, some, in some cases, just to hear him talk about his exploits, obviously, at Kiyonga. And, yeah, his age still getting around. Fantastic. So well done, Kiyonga. And not to take any anything away from Kiyonga, but, yes, Grange do have Live yes. Golf coming up, in the, and we'll cover that uh, over the next couple of weeks. All right, mate, we finish off tonight with the Sheffield Shield final, WA versus Victoria. Yeah, over in WA, Victoria made the final through beating WA in Perth last week where Scott Boland was the crucial 
including was, wasn't he? Coming out, you know, back in in from India and causing uh, Sam Elliott not to get a game, which I wasn't happy with. Mm-hmm. Um, bit of bias there, uh, son of son of Herb, but yeah. So Shield final. Be interested to see if they prepare a road at the Wacker. You'd think that that will be the intention, mm-hmm. but yeah, starting tomorrow. So yeah, um, certainly be following it as a Sheffield Shield nut. Absolutely, um, I'll be uh, I'll be following it on Ko and also online as well. Um, any tips? Who who are you who are you prepare, prepared to go with at the moment? I'll, I'll go for WA purely because it's at home. Um, so, I can't see them failing with a bat mm-hmm. twice in a row like that. Yep, with, with Bancroft and T Wiley and that, but and and Whiteman. So, so WA for the double. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the one day and the and the tests. And Labuschagne is out. Australia okay. five for one hundred and fifty after thirty overs. Okay, so things have slowed down as yeah. far as run rate and also continuing yes. to lose wickets there. Yes. Well, mate, we've uh, we've done pretty well again. We've come to the end of another big episode. We promise to do better as per usual each week, and we thank Peter McIntyre for his time tonight. Yes, no, Macca was great value. Thank you. Thank you. See you next week. In this crazy world we live in, we all need the distraction. Enjoying the show? Like, rate, and subscribe. Hook up and connect with us on social media at SportsCast SA. We'll see you next time on Game On.